I mean, how many other ways can they screw it up? But we're going to play special teams bingo tonight, so we'll have some fun with that. Uh, and alongside one of my best friends on the beach, been on it for a long time, another cover two colleague uh, from... I can't remember how many, and even Chris Roth makes fun of it all the time, how many outlets you are on, but every medium possible. Please welcome to the fifth quarter, Jason J. Wilde. Hello, Jason. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's great to have you on board. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Mark to Mark, usually with Tausch. Now it's Daniels, but you'll make do. You're, you're both difficult sidekicks, let's be really? honest. Really? No, he is. You're not. You're I'll fun. cut it out. Cut it out. They got it done, Jason. This team, I I must say, no matter who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down, they're finding ways. I mean, look at what happened yesterday. Tennessee, New England, Arizona, Buccaneers all stumble, and they're all chasing the one seed, but these guys do not. Yeah, and, and let's, you know, you, you made the reference of how no one remembers how they beat Pittsburgh. Uh, we do remember, though, how they beat Arizona, right, with the final play again, and Razul Douglas makes the play in that game. Now, if A.J. Green turns a different direction, they lose that game, and maybe we're having a different conversation. Last night, if they make a better throw, if Tyler Huntley makes a better throw there, maybe it's a two-point conversion. Then we're talking about how Rodgers let him down the field to kick the game-winning field goal. <laughs> We've seen that before. Or miss the game-winning field goal with whatever would have happened, but... They find a way, and to be 11-3 and with the best record in the NFL, to be in a position where they can get that number one seed again, I know they didn't capitalize on it last year. They lose at home in the NFC Championship game. They didn't capitalize on it in 2011 when they lost in the divisional round, but it is still so incredibly valuable, and now more than ever, when not only is there only one bye, but this time around, unlike last year, you'll have a full house in true. your stadium, and there will be a true home field advantage. That was an ohm field advantage or me field advantage. I mean, what, what 8,000? Yeah, and, and while, you know, they banged on signs and the bleachers uh, and did their best, it's not the same as 80,000 at a, a playoff game. So we've been saying this for 30 years. Does this franchise go as the quarterback goes? I don't think there's any doubt that it's yes, and this guy is nine toes and all. <laughs> in the MVP conversation again, as yes. well he should be. Yeah, he's he is playing masterfully, and I know he's talked about this each week that he is uh, he's been taking a painkilling injection in his pinky toe, so he's his his pinky toe is immunized, and he's been able to play at an incredibly <laughs> high level. That I can't believe he's doing it now. I am wondering again. At what point is not practicing? At what point is pain management going to affect him? And maybe it won't at all. Remember when he this is five games now, right. Jason. And, and remember when he tore his calf? How he played through that injury and played effectively was in the pocket more during that playoff run. I just think he has figured out a way to be even more effective by playing within the constraints of the offense, picking his spots where he's going to take a shot, and really playing smart in his in addition to playing well. But how is it possible for him not to consider third-string left tackle, second-year guard, converted center, rookie right guard, and the journeyman right tackle right. from an offensive line that he thought coming into the season, and rightfully so, was going to be the best in the NFL? Yeah, and, and it's a 17-game schedule, and we have seen all these teams have injuries, right? The Packers are not the only team that has dealt with a ton of injuries. 
Uh, we saw what happened to Tampa last night. I mean, they lost three key pieces of their offense. Could not function. Right, and including one guy who won't be back now in Godwin, who's done for the year with an ACL. So the Packers, I, I, Devontae Adams said this, and I immediately knocked on wood sitting in front of you back when we were in the auditorium last <laughs> yeah, the week. Yeah, good old days. When he said that we've been fortunate that our skill position guys have been mostly safe, right? I mean, he missed a game with COVID. Yeah, they MBS missed, was out of hand. MVS missed a bunch of games, but... You know, Aaron Jones missed, what, one game with that ankle? Uh, A.J. Dillon's been available all year, and obviously Aaron Rodgers has. They have found a way on the offensive line, and there's no question it's been impressive. So uh, are we throwing up any red flags about that midseason great run by the defense, and now suddenly it's been right around 30 per, and, uh, you know, backup kid that scared the bejesus out of me in Tyler Huntley, uh, did some damage. Yeah, I, it, you know, it's been interesting to watch this defense evolve, right? Because they were, you know, they shut out Atlanta, they shut out um, Seattle right. and, and Russell Wilson, and you're thinking, okay, they are the real deal, and they're going to carry this team. And if Aaron Rodgers, who was already playing with a broken toe, is not as effective, which he wasn't against Seattle, hey, they've got a defense that can carry them. Four weeks later, we're sitting here going, well, I hope Aaron Rodgers can carry them offensively. Even he admitted. They might have to do that, and you're right. He said that last night after the game. So we'll see how that shall work. Uh, but, again, to be one seed, uh, it, I, I figured they'd be competitive. I, I knew they'd win this division. The NFC North is just abysmal, to tell you the truth. But I just didn't think that they'd be in the conversation with three very winnable games left to go. The COVID-ravaged Browns are, well, they're back in it now, but they got the early start. We'll get to COVID in a minute. Uh, the Vikings, in a, and I, I'm sure, a very mindful rematch for these guys the way it went down at u.s bank a while ago and then the lions although we can't sleep on them if you do you'll be cliff kinsbury uh right. talking about uh unbelievable as that was yesterday for the lions so uh these guys are in position to do it i don't think there's any question about that um about COVID, uh, Kenny Clark didn't go, uh, but he's the only one i believe right now on reserve COVID for he the is. packers yep. and it should be back but there were another 51 positive tests today and since last Monday, 213 tests that have turned up positive. 10% basically of the league's payroll. Uh, two-thirds have been asymptomatic. The rest have been mild symptoms. And the NFL had no idea how to get this a handle on this thing. So what they have done is just kind of rewritten the protocol rules here to get us to the finish line. Moving the Browns game to this afternoon, moving two to tomorrow night. They have no more wiggle room to move other games. It is play to the finish. Yeah, I'm a little surprised because on the one hand, you understand they have to figure out a way to get through the rest of the season. They've made it this far. It's a different year than last year where we have vaccines and everything else. At the same time, suddenly we've basically gone to the point of, all right, well, if we don't want any more positive tests, we're going to test less. Which hey, that's a good idea. Which I, I understand their reasoning. I do. I get it. They want to get to the finish line. They want to play the Super Bowl. There's so much money at stake, the season at stake. At the same time, all I would ask is then let's drop the pretense that we care so much about our players' health. We don't. They don't care about that. Because here's the thing, and I, I mentioned this to you last night on Cover uh, 2 on WBAY. One of my favorite people that I've ever covered is James Campen, who played in the NFL. They did a really great piece on him yeah, on awesome. NFL Films last week. And, you know, Campy's older. 
He has had some health problems before. Uh, he will tell you that he's overweight, so I'm not taking a shot at him. And those are risk factors. I mean, we all have them to some degree. So to say we're not going to test anybody who's asymptomatic is fine, but you're also putting people that are at a higher risk than, say, a healthy Aaron Rodgers at some risk. So that's fine. That's See, what they're going to do. Just just get the games in. Is there a player in the league that may come into a building with sniffles and say, I think I better get tested? No. I mean, apparently Travis Kelsey must have done that today because he was added to, and, and I give him a ton of respect for doing that because my thought was the same. I, I, was, I was raised that I went to school no matter how sick I was, which my parents apparently didn't care about other kids. I can't tell you the last time I took a sick day. Right. So I think there's also that mentality for an NFL player. I'm not going to miss a game for this. I feel okay. And so I just wonder what happens next. But, again, we're all on the same page wanting all the games to be played. And for if you're a Packers fan, you know what the stakes are. You do not want to see any more delays. You don't want to see your team have 20 guys on the list, and the way they've chosen to now change their protocols helps that from happening. All right, we'll see how it plays out for sure. But they have been uh, among the more careful teams, even though they've had tough COVID, Aaron Rodgers particularly, and Kenny Clark certainly absence was missed last night. Hey, bingo players, get your cards ready. Here's our first bingo call card play. Special teams bingo tonight. <laughs> uh, check off, punt return touchdown. Probably the most debilitating Jakeem Grant play of the year, 97 yards. So are, are these bingo cards, do they have all of the mistakes that they've made? Is it like a 75-square bingo card I don't, with no, all the mistakes I did, they've uh, made? Well, here's how it works. They all have a bingo card. There are four rows and five columns, T-E-A-M-S. Oh, nice. And so the first one to get teams across one of their four rows is going to be a winner. Uh, we got an extra new era cap tonight for the winner of our bingo game. So punt return touchdown, that's the first one to check off the list. Jason Wildey is our guest. We're going to just get started with him. When we come back, how are these guys going to get to the finish line? How might they trip up? We've got a lot of ground to cover. Don't go away. The fifth quarter returns to the Narrow Bridge Brew House right after this timeout. Packers over the Ravens, 31-30. to 30. Yeah, they made some big-time plays. We'll find the hottest and coldest a little bit later on in the program. But they also made some more special teams plays, too. Uh, and here comes our special teams bingo card uh, gaff of the season number two. Left upright. If you've got left upright on your card, cross it off. We saw that a couple times. Yeah, it's funny that amid all these problems they're having on special teams, it seems, knock on wood, their kicking game has rectified itself a little bit. Positive Pete got it done. Yes. Positive Pete. That's Maurice Drayton last week. He said, I know we had problems against the Bears, but i got to be Positive Pete. Try and get this fixed. Now he's mo mistakes. <laughs> Isaac, yeah, Adam, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, so anyway, so we got punt, return, touchdown, left, upright. Uh, Mr. Rogers uh, is now in the Brett Favre neighborhood with 442. Found, uh, of course, uh, Devontae Adams and another nifty little two-step move for a touchdown. Aaron Jones somehow got loose behind everybody again. And then MVS with a fantastic quick little slant and stretch for touchdown number three, 442 of his career. Yeah, I think it's, it was interesting yesterday watching because there's a couple things. One, the way they decided we are not letting Devontae Adams beat us. That was unbelievable. And yet he still caught six passes for 44 yards, including the touchdown. But, you know, I asked Matt LaFleur this today, and it was one of the few things he gave expansive <laughs> answers on. 
is what do you do as a counter move now if other teams decide to do this? Because no team goes into the game thinking, well, we don't have to worry about Devontae Adams. Of course they're worried, but it was almost as if Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, said... Wasn't he right. a game show host? He, he was. I think his real name is Don. All right. Uh, but maybe Wink Daniels might catch on. <laughs> um, but, but they were obviously depleted in their secondary. So maybe they said, look, we'll try, we're going to try this. And maybe other teams won't do it. But the big thing was, you mentioned Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Five catches, 98 yards. This is a guy who missed five games with a hamstring injury. And in six other games, had three or fewer catches. So he has not been consistently productive. If they can get those kind of numbers from him every week, I'll put him in the number one seed right now. Okay. And there are others. You know, Lazard made some plays. Uh, you know, Taguara getting involved. I fell in love with Tyler Davis's one catch. I mean, here's a kid that just showed up because, uh, you know, they lost Daphne and they lost Bobby Tunyon. And all of a sudden... He uh, runs the perfect route on a hot blitz read and is right. on time for the grab. Yeah, my only issue with Tyler Davis is that they've had a Tyrone Davis during my career. Didn't work out. And and a Trevor Davis, and I just want to call him by the right name. But, look, they, they need to get production from their tight ends. Losing Robert Tunyon, I know his numbers were not all that impressive early in the season. It was in large part because they were keeping him in the block more than they did last year when they didn't yeah, need to right. when they had Bakhtiari. So his numbers were down, but he was an important piece of this offense. And to lose him, you need DeGuara, you need Mercedes Lewis, and you need another guy, whether it's Daphne or whether it is Tyler uh, that comes through for you. You need somebody. And they've had seven combined catches from the tight ends the last two weeks. They need that to continue as well. I think so. All right. I have no problem with the running game. I thought they hammered it as best they could against a very good rush defense, even without Calais Campbell and a couple of other guys yesterday. I think that'll be fine. Uh, I think somebody from Press Gazette is all crazy about cold weather. A.J. Dillon uh, has been asking about that. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, look, it, it he certainly is the kind of cold weather back that you gain a bunch of yards, especially after contact, in Green Bay in December and January. I understand that. But he had seven carries for 22 yards yesterday, so he wasn't exactly productive. Now, again, this was the number one rated defense against the run coming into the game. 85 per. And they were missing virtually every corner of import that they had, and then they lost one of the few guys that they already had to a concussion early in the game. They should have been throwing the ball, so yeah. it made sense from a game plan perspective. All right, let's go to the other side. Uh, is there an Achilles heel with the defense? So I, I was a doubter initially. I will admit that, and I probably owe Joe Barry some semblance of an apology. Although, if they're trending this way, I may have to rescind my apology because thirty points in four straight games is a problematic number, and what is happening with them defensively they're struggling against quarterbacks that can run they're not stopping the run as effectively now they were missing kenny clark yesterday that's a really big piece but everybody's missing people including the ravens who were missing a former nfl mvp so they have to be better um I, i i am curious to see what they do against other running quarterbacks in the playoffs which i don't think there's going to be many besides kyler murray 
Do you see Probably. Jimmy G? Do you, look, Dak Prescott is not running the way he did before his injury last year. I don't think Tom Brady's going to be doing a lot of running. No, although he has uh, picked up more first downs rushing than at any point in his career. So, uh, so they have to figure out that piece, but I don't know how pressing that is. Here's what bothered me most about yesterday's game. Uh, two snaps in particular that came up again today that Matt LaFleur is just crazy about. Uh, Kevin King running on and off the field and right. back on again. Oh, we got to get 11. And on Tyler Huntley's first touchdown run, they had only 10. Right. And, and and the tight end question is the one that I think is the biggest one, right? Because Mark Andrews goes for 10 catches for 105,000 And they will see yards. tight ends. Grok, that they will. Kittle. Right. And so whether or not they can get that piece fixed, that feels like a conversation we've had for many years about tight ends around here and the defense struggling against that position. But, look, if they get Jair Alexander back, I feel really good about their secondary. Uh, Packers fans who get frustrated with Kevin King, the good news is it doesn't look like he's going to play a whole lot yeah. if Jair Alexander comes back. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's for sure. All right, hey, we got another uh, special teams bingo card uh, call out. Uh, what's my number three on my list? we got to look around for it. Look around. Oh, muffed punt. Muffed punt. But a few of those. Well, it's only one person. You know, one square per sheet. So we got three of them done. Yeah. What are they going to do? I mean, good Lord. Uh, well, they tried Shandon Sullivan, right? Um, look. Hey, he made a fair catch. I think the challenge for them with Amari Rogers is, and, and Maurice Drayton talked about it last week, some, there is somewhere where you have to decide, all right, we want to keep showing confidence in you and keep sending you out there at the same time. We don't want to keep having bad things happen to you that shatters your confidence. So is there a point where you say, all right, we're going to sit you down for a game or two. We're going to give somebody else a chance and let you kind of hit the reset button. That's what they seem to have done yesterday. Yeah, possibly. We'll see what happens going and forward. He has a 34-yard kickoff return only to see a holding penalty on Isaiah right. McDopey. I mean, it just it's right. just one thing after another, that's for sure. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, this is now three in a row. Uh, Matt LaFleur has got, let's see... 26 37 win he wins one more game out of the last three he'll be the winningest nfl head coach in his first three years in history and let's hope it happens before they get to the 17th right. this year because that would uh, certainly make it uh even more noteworthy it's ridiculous yeah you know we we talked about this last night on on wbay about which of their three division titles is the most impressive <laughs> and i feel like we each took a different answer because they're all impressive in their own way. In 19, no one expected a rookie head coach to win the division. Uh, I did think that they might go to the playoffs for the first time with a rookie head coach, which they had never done, including with Vince Lombardi. Yeah. Uh, so he does that the first year. Last year, they negotiate all the COVID stuff and a bunch of injuries on their offensive line and make the playoffs. And then this year, all the injuries they've had this time, plus all the offseason drama with Aaron Rodgers, I just think that he is so good at not only being even-keeled personality-wise, but having so many answers with his scheme offensively. Yes, they haven't been as impressive offensively as they were last year, but he seems really good at solving problems and making adjustments. And to me, that's what you pay head coaches to do. All right, one last thing. You're close. You have been for a long time. Did a show with him. Um, I don't really want to just hammer this, but... How much drama is there going to be once these guys pack their bags? Yeah, look, I, I don't think any of us, whether you're a Packers fan or you cover the team, um, I don't want to find out how the other half lives, right? 
Like, I have colleagues that cover the Bears uh, yeah. and the Lions. I, I've covered Favre, I've covered Rodgers, and then, let's see, I covered, what? like, what, two Matt Flynn starts and a few Brett Hundley right. starts? I'm going back to Dickey, yeah, I, Whitehurst, I'm proud Rich of Campbell, for God's sake. Yeah, I was, I was in grade school when you were covering the team. It was awesome. Randy Wright. There's not many people Jim left that Zorn, I can make those old Vince guy Ferragamo, jokes Vince you know? who did my show back in whatever year he was here, and it was packed with women. Packed with women. Vince Ferragamo, very good looking fellow? man. So very, are you? Very good looking. Uh, or back then you were. So but anyway, so, so yeah, I don't know what I I don't know what Rogers' future holds. I mean, it's interesting how you know on Tuesday he's with Pat McAfee, and Pat McAfee asks, you know, you're really loving being a Packer, yeah. aren't you? And his response is a pause because you so you know he thought about his answer before he said it, and he then he says, I just love answer. playing ball, right? But then last night it was interesting to listen to him talk about. How much he loves his teammates, and how much he, he said that loves, all along. and he's and and I thought, okay, if that's what you're going to say after the game, why didn't you say that on Tuesday? Because you knew the reaction that was going to come with the way he chose to answer it on Tuesday. So I don't know what his motivation is. He's been throwing out these little cryptic things after the Bear game. Is that your last Bear game as a Packer? Eh, might be not not the last time I right. faced the Bears. Right. Or maybe he'll face him with the Steelers. Like, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. All I know is this. I think he set the standard last year of enjoy every moment that you're here. That was his attitude. I know that. He and I talked about that. And I thought he did a great job of it. I mean, remember, after they lose to Tampa Bay, he goes on Zoom with us and sounded like a guy saying goodbye. Yeah. I think he thought he, he really was saying goodbye. Ends up coming back. I think he's taking the same approach. But, look. He definitely loves his teammates. He loves Lafleur. I don't know, you know, the hug that he gave Goody at practice a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. Maybe it's authentic. Maybe it's not. But there are three regular season games left. There's a playoff run to be had. There's an opportunity for this team, a golden opportunity for this team to be back in a Super Bowl. If they go back, it will be the longest time for a quarterback between his first Super Bowl appearance and his next one it is a great opportunity for him to either say you guys can't live without me or this is what you're going to lose if you don't figure out a way to make me happy and we'll see if he's able to deliver on that well you made us happy by uh, stopping by uh I know you got to get out of here early that's why we got you right off the jump uh coach Wildy what do you got uh little yeah, we're daughter's we're, basketball we're, team. We're, we're just working on dribbling with our eyes up right now really? we're, we're 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 running to the occasional you know uh, X in inbound play, but uh, no no swing offense yet or uh, the we, Princeton offense. So we we're supposed to be running the five outs. Uh, <laughs> what we really run right. is stand around and watch. I know. Uh, well, obviously uh, the team needed some work because you didn't think they were going to practice, which is why you could do the show. But then they called an extra practice. Uh, you're, uh, it must be Mo, Mo Drayton must be running the team. And yes, we're we're better than the special teams. Need some work that on I that. Can say. Jason, thanks for coming by. Hey, uh, to Paula and the girls. Uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. You too. It's. I, I'm sorry I wasn't able to get here eh, sooner this season, but I'm glad I was able I'm to I'm glad we were able to get you on, too. Thanks again. Yeah.